Hey girl, welcome to the community that helps you achieve conscious growth. In this week's episode of the podcast of The Working Girl, we're going to be talking about leadership presence, what it means, and then sharing tips on how you can acquire leadership presence. So leadership presence is a valuable characteristic that makes you a stronger leader. It's a combination of many different characteristics including skills like communication, adaptability, as well as visual factors like body language and dressing. You know, developing a strong leadership presence can increase your team members' trust in you and, you know, overall increase the workplace productivity. So can I ask if you've ever sat in a room, you know, in a meeting and a question is asked and, you know, you, you unwittingly tend to someone, not because you know he or she has, you know, the answers, or you're kind of pulled, you know, to the person, you know, looking towards the person, I can assure you that that person has unwittingly and very early on in the meeting established leadership presence. Now, how can you do yours? Let's talk a bit about the importance before we go on to the tips. Um, You know, establishing leadership presence would help you engage people better. We've talked about it helping you um, accomplish your team goals. It can help you cultivate a positive um, work environment. Um, Leaders who develop strong leadership presence know how to influence people. And remember that leadership is all about influence. So here are a few tips. The first is to choose how you show up. Choose how you show up. And in knowing how to choose how you show up is dressing appropriate for the event, dressing appropriate for the meeting, the session, the conference, whatever it is. I believe that the first thing you're saying when you show up in a manner that suits your occasion is that you take, I take myself seriously and therefore people will in turn, you know, take you seriously. And, you know, I'm not talking about dressing to impress. I'm just saying dress professionally, you know, to be able to suit the room, the event, the meeting. The second thing, you know, about establishing leadership presence is being able to read and adapt to different situations. So you arrive at a room and immediately you can tell, you know, um, what is going on, what's a dialogue, how to, to dial up or, you know, to dial down you are immediately aware of what tone of voice, you know, to to use, you know, in speaking to the audience. And this is so critical because I remember, you know, going to a church, a faith-based event and speaking. And I had arrived, you know, at that event with my podcasting tone, even better, um, the tone that I used to speak at workplace events. And no prizes for guests, guessing that I lost the audience and I had to do a lot more, you know, to be able to to build the audience back to where I wanted it. The third thing I'd like to recommend is communication. And to my mind, this is the most, one of the most powerful piece. I often say when I speak is that every time you open your mouth to speak, you are auditioning for leadership. And therefore, communicating effectively is very critical to developing leadership presence. You should be able to engage, inform, 
you know, your audience, whoever they are, your teams, you know, people who are ahead of you, your bosses. And how do you do this? By practicing listening skills, you know, spending time to listen before you respond and not, you know, listening to respond. You know, is ask for feedback on how you communicate. I remember Indra Nui saying that she's of Indian descent, you know, speaking at a conference and saying, you know, she had to become self-aware, you know, because of her heritage. She had a bit of language interference and she spoke very quickly, you know, so she had to tone down the way that she spoke if it was important that, you know, people you know, understood what it was she was saying. I think also learn how to negotiate. I believe is late Archbishop Desmond Tutu who says, raise your argument and not your voice. And is understanding, you know, how to negotiate for the outcomes that you, you seek. Practice reading and oral communication in a variety of environments taking communication classes and reading books, you know, about communication. You know, I remember going to see my cousin and her daughter who, I mean, I call my niece and, you know, for this purpose. And they had said to me, oh, she was outside playing, you know, with her friends. And I'd gone out and this was a five-year-old or six-year-old girl smack in the middle of seven, eight, nine-year-olds, you know, directing them and telling them what to do you know, in her articulate young voice, you know, and I was so enamored. And I said, I said to her, Nonny, I'm trying to get your attention. She's like, I'm busy, auntie, or just get onto the line, you know, you know, just get on with it. And there's also a piece about, about, you know, taking charge. I'd like to tell you a little secret, which is nature doesn't like a vacuum. And, you know, half the time, power isn't necessarily giving. You have to be able to take it and obviously there is a manner there is a style it's not take it in an aggressive or rude way but there is a manner and therefore if you are in a meeting as an example um you know raising up your hands to be able to you know volunteer for the task especially tasks that about rounding up you know just just generally tasks that show that you know you are interested in leading um, or providing direction, you know, to the team. So communicating effectively is a non-negotiable and you can take communication classes. You can read books about communication and you should communicate respectively, you know, regardless of the person's status or, or, or strata in the organization. You cannot establish leadership presence without emotional intelligence, so critical Um, What this does for you is it helps you empathize, but most importantly, it helps you self-regulate. I'm sure that you've heard frequently uh, the comment around a great gift, you know, a great package delivered at the wrong address. But in this instance, you know, there's also the risk of having something great to say or not saying it appropriately or not landing it effectively you know, if I was going to use that terminology. So you've got to have a strong EQ um, and that helps you self-regulate. It gives you a high sense of self-awareness. It allows you to be empathetic towards the people, you know, that, you know, you're working with, you know, that you are leading. Another way to establish 
um, leadership presence is to understand the right etiquette. Um, a friend of mine went, I remember many years ago, had gone to a nation country and had handed out someone um, a complimentary card with her left hand. Now, when the person had provided feedback to her boss, she had realized two things. Everyone, you know, in the meetings that she went for who had presented a card to her or to the team had done so with both hands and with, you know, just a slight bend, you know, like just a slight, I'm not going to call it an inflection because that's a lot, but, you know, something that acknowledges their presence that showed respect. And what had happened here was my friend wasn't quite high on her on her EQ on that day and therefore had missed that bit and had caused some offense. So social skills are so important. The variety of skills and tools, you know, you can use to interact, you know, with other people. So important to understand, you know, the right etiquette of, you know, what it is and who it is that you are communicating with. You know, there are other tiny, weeny, very important things, you know, around body language. And this is establishing eye contact. It is smiling. It is your posture. It is your gesture. You know, smiling too often, too frequently, too widely, you know, might infer that you are maybe too much of a pleaser or, you know, you're not quite, um, you know, confident. You can smile. But obviously, don't spend the entire meeting, you know, smiling. Your posture, chin up, eyes, you know, looking straight and making eye contact, shoulders, you know, slightly behind. And hey, girl, I'm sure you've also heard about the power pose, you know, your posture, which you can practice now and again. I talk with, you know, I'm almost talking with my entire hands and legs and nose and but that's not appropriate. You've got to, you know, um, you've got to speak sometimes if you'd like to use your hands, but not frequently and not having your hands flying everywhere. I think perhaps use your hands for emphasis. So important. And the last thing I'd like to leave with you is about confidence building. And I mean, I know people use some of the terminologies that I don't like. Um, such as fake it until you make it might be great for others, but I've just never been able to communicate to that. But I think, you know, when you do practice eye contact, it communicates confidence. Um, when you do, you know, have the right posture, have dressed up effectively, and you're speaking with the right tone, and you are not, you know, afraid or shy to say, I don't know this particular thing. I don't have any response, but allow me come back to you in my mind that establishes confidence. People who, you know, put up their hands to say, I don't know it, are one of the most confident sets of people. So there you go, girl. This is just the first episode. I'm going to ask that you go break several legs this week, establishing leadership presence, and then we can connect further with the second episode on same. Any questions, views, and comments, please send them to inquiry at thelighthousenetwork.org. Cheers.